Hello, this is Craig Isod. Welcome to Hearth Talk. Today I'm going to explain how I started Hearth.com. I hope you enjoy listening. Martha and I started our first stove store, Stoveworks, in 1979. At the time, personal computers were virtually unheard of. However, by about 1982, models such as the Apple II and uh, the new IBM PC had come out. And uh, my brother convinced me to uh, purchase one of the IBM PCs. I remember it cost me about $5,000 for this thing with uh, 64K of memory and two floppy disk drives. The printer was extra, as was any type of software to make anything do anything. Uh, but somehow I got the thing working and started actually writing on it using a, a word processor. At the time, there was nothing such as what you see is what you get. I mean, you had to put in, if you wanted a word to be bold, you had to put in special tags around it and things like that. So uh, I started using the computer around the shop for tasks such as figuring out like on a spreadsheet uh, how things should be priced, uh, maybe writing a few things, uh, little addendums to owner's manuals um, and, and other odd uses. But in no way was the computer uh, important to uh, our success at the time. There was just too little it could do. Uh, over the years... Uh, it became a little more useful as we started doing record keeping in it, keeping track of our mailing lists, uh, people we might be interested in selling stoves to, um, and using it for things such as that. However, by around 1990, computers had gotten genuinely useful. Uh, spreadsheets, drawing, uh, word processing, even invoicing uh, for the business. Uh, so the, sort of the joke around the store was uh, I was a little tired of dealing with customer service and dealing with uh, with our customers. So I would usually retire to the back office where I would be fiddling around uh, with whatever computer I had at the moment. Uh, I should mention that uh, from 1984 on, uh, when, the, when the Macintosh first came out, even though I had had uh, IBMs and PCs before that time, uh, I purchased in one of the early Macs and uh, sort of never looked back. It was uh, a real big difference between actually seeing what you were typing on the screen and uh, having a graphic interface and a mouse and all those other neat things. So uh, uh, the Mac sort of propelled me a few more years into the future. Um, I actually was online in the early days uh, of online services way before the internet. Uh, CompuServe was a private service that you could dial into and it was all text-based and this was around 1986 we would get uh, by a modem in this case a 300 character per second modem uh, many thousand times slower than what uh, what we have today and we would dial in uh, cross our fingers and uh, hopefully get online and uh, back then I started uh, learning a lot of things on CompuServe. There was even communities, bulletin boards, not unlike uh, what we have on hearth.com. You know, you could go on there and talk about politics. You could see news. Uh, you could find out about uh, the things that interest you on the computer. So in a way, it was a, a, a mini-internet. 
but it was very limited. And of course, CompuServe, they would charge you for if you wanted to go search in a database or things like that, there would be charges involved. Soon after that, America Online came out, and I also got on there. Uh, they had a little graphical user interface, which was a step up from CompuServe. Uh, it, was, it was still very slow. The modem sped up a little bit, but the, uh, the service was very slow. Uh, but it was it was expanded. There was again more communities, uh, people using different types of software on there. I spent a lot of time on there. Again, you were charged by the minute, so uh, it didn't take long for for things to add up. So come around 1993, 1994, I started hearing about this thing called the internet, and uh, even America Online, they were saying they could somehow hook you through to the internet, and I having no idea what the internet was or how you'd get hooked through to it or what you'd do once you were there there wasn't much to to draw me to it but then one night I happened to be on vacation I was down at the Jersey Shore I somehow hooked through to this internet uh, through America Online and I got to a search engine it must have been either America Online's own search engine uh, which I think was called web crawler at the time, or else it was it was Yahoo, and I spent a couple hours looking at uh, this thing called the internet, and uh, that was sort of the the moment where everything changed. Uh, my first thought when I when I saw this was, this can't be legal, because here all of a sudden instead of everything being within the container of CompuServe or or, you know, uh, within the control of America Online, here was this giant uh, repository, and uh, it seemed to be under nobody's control. It seemed like anybody could could stake out any land or, or, or do what they want on it, and I was, I was just completely amazed. Uh, I, I sort of got it the first night. It didn't, because of my background, I, I sort of understood what was happening. And, of course, the wheel started turning, and I was like, boy, i got to get on this Internet. Of course, at the time, it was, it was really lucky for you to even hook up to the thing. You sure the modems were faster, and then you could, you could sign up with your own Internet service provider instead of America Online. But, again, it was, it was uh, more times than not I'd get dropped off or spend hours uh, trying to get on. So uh, a lot of my hard-headedness and stubbornness sort of saw me through that first year or two. So here we are online and somehow around 1995 I found out that a few of my uh, hearth compatriots, a few buddies from the hearth industry, were also online. The first one being uh, Tim Nissen who runs uh, Home Fire Stoves out in Salem, Oregon, a fellow dealer who I knew through meeting him at some of the uh, hearth shows. Uh, he, he then told me that a couple other of our friends were online, and so we started this little email list, which I administrated. Uh, at first it started out, I think, as six people, and it grew to, I think, in the hundreds, uh, I'm going to guess it, it might have been five or six hundred by the end. But we started this small list, maybe six at first, then 20, then 30, uh, discussing the hearth business in itself and doing a little bit of, of discussion of the Internet. Around the same time, I started a website for my store, Stoveworks, in Medford, New Jersey. 
and immediately the world was beating a path to my door. Here it was 1995 and I'm getting emails of questions really from all over the world uh, and I'd answer these questions and not only did I get questions but it turned out that a number of people were interested in buying products from me and having me ship the products to them uh, sometimes to the other side of the country well I'm not one to say no to a sale so before you know it in the first year um, I think we sold hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of product uh, based on these internet leads and this is without any store like we had today there was no store there was no checkout uh, this the final sales were all made over the phone but all the people uh, or they came into the store um, but uh, the people did find us through the internet so obviously there was a lot of opportunity in the internet uh, this this was becoming clear quite fast and I decided that I was going to take advantage of it I was going to become a web guy or a webmaster. I read a book which I had picked up at a computer show and it said uh, the book title was How to Become a Webmaster and uh, I couldn't put it down and when I was done I, I said to myself Craig you're going to be a webmaster and uh, now it was just a matter of how. So I, I floated two ideas. One of them was that I would start a online store and move product from my warehouse as I was doing already um, through the internet sell stoves through the internet and uh, you know would have been I'm sure a, a multi multi million dollar business but the other model was that I would start something which would be the be-all end-all of free informational sites it was one of the models that was on the internet uh, people giving away information taking what they've learned over their careers in my case at that time over 20 years in the business um, and putting this all online for the world to uh, to see as far as making money from it that wasn't as important but I figured I could create web pages for people and if it worked out um, maybe I'd make some money in advertising so I, I remember I made that firm decision I said I'm gonna start the website the website which of course became hearth.com and I told the people on the uh, email list the little email list that we had and I remember uh, uh, getting an email back from Tim Nissen and it said Craig that sure is a grandiose plan <laughs> because at the time you have to realize we were looking at it from uh, hardly anybody was on the internet and uh, so any type of a plan like this was really looking forward to many years in the future as to as to what might happen so I started the site by taking some of the materials which I had written over the years for the use of my customers how to start a wood fire how to start a coal fire you know things like that and I also started saving when people asked me questions over the internet uh, by email and I answered them I started saving uh, the emails so those became the first sections of of hearth.com was um, the question and answer area and uh, some short articles that I had written previously. I also called up a lot of my friends and contacts in the business including some of the uh, larger manufacturers of stoves and I said hey there's this thing it's called the internet it's going to be big you may not know a lot about it now but trust me it's going to be big and it turns out a lot of them were very forward-thinking because I ended up creating 
a lot of uh, websites for these manufacturers, and this includes Yodel, uh, Travis Industries, they're the makers of Lopi, Avalon, and Fireplace Extraordinaire, and, and, and quite a number of others. Hearthstone, I think I created their first website, and also sites uh, for a bunch of dealers. So uh, Hearth.com was pretty much officially launched that way. An interesting story is that when I first started, and of course we had no visitors, or maybe uh, you know eventually a hundred visitors a week, somebody asked me what my goal was. You know what what was what was Hearth.com going to become? And I told them I said, boy, if I ever get to ten thousand visitors, ten thousand visitors in a month coming to visit Hearth.com, that would really really be something. Well. Before long, uh, you know, we were to uh, 10,000 visitors a week, and we have had months now where we've had 10,000 visitors in a single day. So suffice it to say that it has exceeded all my expectations, and my hope is that we can meet and exceed all our readers' and customers' expectations. Um, Hearth.com has really changed a lot, especially in the last five years, because now Hearth.com is much more... Uh, is about much more than just me and things that I write. Uh, it's about our users who are now uh, helping people themselves on the forum and in the wiki and, and people are posting the ratings of their own stove. So it's really taken on a life of its own and uh, I'm very excited about what might happen in the future. Thank you very much for listening and I hope that gives you an insight into how Hearth.com started.